0: Good morning everyone Hi. welcome morning. welcome to the firehouse. thanks for joining us this morning. Some of you uh, feel like i haven 't seen you for a long time some of you i haven 't seen since last year actually that's uh ooh, wow okay I'm here all morning folks' I'll be here longer than not depending on how you respond so uh, This morning we're going to take a look at some things related to uh, New Year's resolutions and and look at this coming year of uh, 2011 here and see uh, some things God might want to do in our lives and in our midst here. So we're going to go ahead and pray and we'll jump into that. I hope you have a handout and a a pen so um, you can take notes and stuff. Awesome. Let's see, Matt. You have a pen there? That's one of those... Multi-color pens. those are awesome, man. I remember those green and blue and red—all his favorite inks. Good. Um, let's let's pray and we'll jump in. Sorry, get distracted here. Uh, uh, well, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for this morning, God. Um, I just feel like even if we um. Prayed and went home. It's been a wonderful morning. It's just a meeting with you, of being encouraged by one another, being refreshed in our faith and our walk with you. And God, I just pray that through this uh, this message, through these verses and things we'll talk about, that we'd be all the more encouraged. And God, I pray that you'd help each one of us um, as we look at this new year. God, you've got an agenda for each one of our lives. You've got things you want to get breakthroughs in that might be different from person to person. Um, And so I just pray you'd help us each to hear from you. And then I pray that you would uh, empower us to respond and to get change in our life and growth in any way that you want. But I just pray we can hear from you. We'll respond with faith and love and obedience. And we just commit our time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well. how many of you thought last year was a pretty good year in your life, 20, 2010? Good year? Everyone like your year? Anyone? good. Anyone want a refund? Want your money back from last year? <laughs> Maybe so. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so you can talk to, talk to the Lord about that one. Um, but uh, you know, we're going to take a look at 2011 here and see what this year might hold. Um, I was telling the guys in the lobby this morning, i got a thing in the mail that uh, you can mark your calendars if you want to for May, uh, I think they said it was May 17th, 2011. It said, the Lord is returning on May 17th. And Check your, check your mailbox just to make sure. But um, I, I pretty much will mark my calendar to realize that it's not going to happen that day. Um, Jesus was real clear. The day and the hour, unknown. These guys said they had their formula that they figured out that a day is like a thousand years and seven days based off of when the flood was supposed to occur. And, the, you know, so they say May 17th or 21st. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't get that wrong. But the uh, uh, Lord could return this year, but I would just bank it's not on that day. Um, who knows what his plan is. But. Assuming that um, we have some time to make some decisions and changes this year, we're going to look at some things related to, to New Year's resolution. So um, I want to start by just giving you a definition here. This is a pretty official definition off the web from freedictionary.com, I think. Um, but uh, resolution, it says... Um, I'll give you the first couple ones here. The state or quality of being resolute. Firm determination. Another one... A resolving to do something. I love like self-defining words. They use their words to define themselves. So if you didn't know what that word meant in the first place, it probably doesn't help much. Resolving, resolute. The third one I think is a little more helpful. says just says a course, a course of action determined or decided on. And I think resolutions have a lot to do with uh, making, uh, you know, this determination, a course of action, maybe a commitment. You might look at a resolution as kind of like a commitment that we are looking to make for this new year here. And um, a couple quotes on resolutions I thought were kind of interesting. Um, one is uh, it's an anonymous quote here, so um, it says a New Year's resolution is something that goes in one year and out the other. In one year and after, that's good, you can laugh. We need to have one of those applause buttons somewhere up there. Applause. <laughs> you know, that's good, thanks guys. Um, this next one is uh, another interesting quote. This one's from Mark Twain. Mark Twain says this related to New Year's resolutions. Um, it says, New Year's Day. Now is the accepted time to make your regular annual good resolutions. Next week you can begin paving hell with them as usual. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's but I get Um You know that one I found is a little bit cynical. You know, Mark Twain saying, "Okay, here's the new year, make your resolutions," and you know the old saying, uh, "Hell is paved with good in- the road to hell is paved with good intentions, or something like that. But he's kind of making light of that, but in a way, I think it's kind of pretty cynical. Um, Uh, But, there's a better quote Um, G.K. Chesterton says this about the new year and and resolutions He says, the object of a new year is not that we should have a new year It's that we should have a new soul And then he goes on to say, "...and a new nose, I don't follow that one, new feet, a new backbone, new ears, and new eyes. Unless a particular man made New Year's resolutions, he would make no resolutions. Unless a man starts afresh about things, he will certainly do nothing effective. Unless a man starts on the strange assumption that he has never existed before, it is quite certain that he will never exist afterwards. Unless a man be born again, he shall by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven." And I like that perspective there, especially, you know, he says unless a particular man made New Year's resolutions, he would make no resolutions. You know, it's kind of a time of year where you make resolutions, you make commitments. Mark Twain makes light of that, but Chesterton says, you know, if you're not making resolutions for this new year, you're probably not making them in general. Um, and the point of that is to make changes that we might have a new soul, a new backbone, new ears, new eyes, you know. And so we're going to talk about making resolutions. It is a, I would say it's a biblical thing. You could write down Psalm seventy-six, eleven, But it just says, uh, make vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. Make vows, make commitments, make resolutions, and fulfill them. But likewise, Ecclesiastes 5 5 says, um, do not make a vow unless you fulfill it. It's better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. And so we're going to just try to talk about how we can make some resolutions that we might be able to follow through on this year. So um, we've got a handout here we're going to look at it as we go. But um, really, I think we just have four areas. We're going to call it, you know, four keys to unlocking new growth in 2011, in 2011 here. Four keys to unlocking new growth. In 2011, And so the first one we're going to look at here is, um, you know, and it's kind of going to be a little bit interactive. I want to ask you guys some questions, get some feedback if we can, besides your applause, as wonderful as that is. Um, We'll we'll kind of have a a little, maybe a group discussion here. Um, But the first question is this, and I want you to answer it. For yourself so you might write something down in, in your blank there but um, or in the space that you've provided us. Uh, but what areas ask yourself what areas in my life uh, do I want to grow in this year? what areas do I want new growth or do I want change in this year? You might ask yourself that what areas are you looking for new growth this year? follow-up question to that would be um, well what areas do you think God wants you to grow in this year? Sometimes the areas we want to grow in might be different than areas God wants us to grow in. Maybe I want to grow in prosperity this year. Maybe 2011 be the year of prosperity for me. Um, And maybe God's going, no, this year I'm thinking humility might be your lesson, you know. Um, So what area do you want to grow in this year? And what area do you think God wants you to grow in? And hopefully those will converge somewhere along the way here. um, And I encourage you to write something down. You know, besides just being rhetorical, um, take a moment just to think about what area do you think God wants you to grow in this year? Um, and as as we think about that, maybe if a few brave souls might uh, might volunteer, what are some areas out there? I've heard some of you since Faith Walkers just some lessons that you've learned, some things you'd like to grow, but maybe you don't mind blurting out a few. If you dare. Memorizing Scripture. A good, a good one. good area to grow in. What's some other ones? The strength to show that I'm a woman of God. strength to show you're a woman of God. It's good. at work for 50% of us. That's a good one. So, um, Or 50% of you, I think. Uh, so, um, what are some other areas? What other things people feel like? Um, obeying God daily. good area to grow in. Anyone else? Matt? God. Thank you. Understanding how the gospel sanctifies, kind of spoon on that, this you're meditating on that. Amy? Trying to read the Bible more every day. Good. I think that's a very good place to grow. Um, I know others have mentioned. I think uh, Megan mentioned recently at our house church that she is hoping to share the gospel more this year. I think see and maybe Sandra committed to like three tracks a week. Passed out three tracks a week. Um, that's, that's another great area. You know, one of the areas I'm thinking about in my own life is just... Um, and I feel like I came away from faith walkers with this on my heart as well. But it's just somehow I uh, trying to figure out how to measure this. But to loving God more this year than I did last year. or Maybe loving God this year more than I ever have in my life. And... You know, that has a lot of ramifications. I remember Josh Whitney's teaching at Faith Walkers, but loving God affects every area of your life. It affects your relationship with Him and with yourself and with the lost and with the saved. And so uh, if you want to grow in loving God, I mean, there could be a lot of ramifications of that, and, and I, I trust there will be. I've got categories that I'm hoping to grow in as it relates to loving the lost and loving the saved, you know, with my family, my kids, and other believers, with you all in the church. Also relates to um, denying myself and, and things related to denying the temptations of this world or resisting the devil and things like that. But um, that's an area I'm going to try to target in my own life. I feel like God has that as agenda for me. So, um, so there's some resolutions. I hope you have written some things down or at least you have something that you're thinking about that God might want you to grow. in. maybe it's related to parenting, maybe it's related to work ethic or anger management or different things here. But um, uh, and you might figure out how it ties into loving God and loving others because probably everything we're thinking of somehow ties into that. But the next one is, um, so there's resolution. What, what commitment do I want to uh, make to grow in things? Um, the next one is the reason. Some of these I stole from Dennis Clark. He had something like reason, routine, and result at Faith Walker. He talks about another R in there as well. But the next one is reason. Um, Why do I want to grow in this area of my life? Um, This might be a good place to even write down a verse or two that applies to that area you want to grow in. Is there a verse? What you know, really, a a way to look at this? What's your motivation for growth in this area? And you might just think through that right now. We could review some of the things we talked about. Um, Memorizing. What's a good motivation for memorizing scripture? Alan's probably not going to be the only one growing and seeking to grow in that, but what, what is a good motivation for that? Anyone? Or right, Alan, you got any? One of my reasons is why you have somebody heard a piece in the book. If you have a lot of your, I don't know, that you're getting accounts for other people because you're a country of health and talent. But God is a big dream. Being able to be used by God more, having His Scripture on your heart. You know, the Proverbs are full of that. You know, being, uh, having God's wisdom so that you can pass it on, having it ready on your lips to share with people. Um, another one I think about Psalm 119.11 just says, um, I've hidden your words in my heart, but I might not sin against you. You know, there's a good motivation for memorizing Scripture so we don't sin against God. Um, what are some other things? That, yep. Yeah, Joshua one eight is a good verse. Uh, you know, maybe that would be a driving force. What about as it relates to uh, other commitments you're, you're looking to make here? Um, whether it's getting in the Word or growing in evangelism, what are some other um, motivations for that? Having yeah, a, a fuller and healthier life in all aspects. Being motivated to have a fuller life, a healthier life—that's a great motivation. Have a, have a good foundation, Okay. Build on a good foundation, Katie? Looking at Jesus' life as a motivation for, yeah, amen, that's true. I think that's a great one. I just reading through the one-year Bible recently and we see how Jesus was struck by how he resisted temptation and the way we can show God love is if we resist temptation, you know, like he did in Matthew 4 there. But, um, but really you want to look about this motivation. You need to have something that motivates you, um, whether it's a verse, whether it's a thought, whether it's an example, because what's going to happen here is uh, if you're motivated now, which you may or may not be, uh, hopefully the, the assumption is going into the New Year, sometimes there's a motivation. To at least sign up for some commitments, but the reality, reality is going to kick in, like Monday morning, you know, and um, and it, you'll need a motivation that's going to be greater than your reason not to change. You know what's going to motivate you when you're not motivated. And another motivation I would throw out there as well is just, um, you know, I think of the verse when Jesus was asked, what's the great, most important, you know, thing in all the law? And he said, um, you know, Matthew twenty two thirty seven Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Um, one motivation that you can have for change is it's a way to show love to God. Most of these areas of change are going to help us be more like Christ. Um, And one of the uh, really, probably the... Motivation with the least, uh, you know, with least suspect, I would say, is to love God. Because there's a way we could go, well, I'm motivated to do this because I'll get a lot of attention if I'm successful at this. You know, I remember memorizing scripture once. I was motivated to do it because I wanted people to go, wow, you've memorized a lot of chapters. And uh, that was my motivation. Eventually that wore off and, you know, then I didn't do that so much anymore. But we want to have motivations that are, you know, you don't get one that's probably more God-centered than... I'm trying to do this to show love to the Lord. And and I hope that somewhere in your motivation, that, that's a part of it. Um, let's see what verses apply, why. So the next thing we're going to look at here, so there's a resolution, make a commitment. Have an area. And then have your reasons why, because when the going gets tough, you're going to need to know why you're going to keep going in that area. Something that's going to continue to help motivate you. Um, again, a good verse is, is something that you might have or write down a reference there um, then the next thing is the uh, the routine how are the routines going to play out you know the, the reason is the why but the routine is the how how what step? What practical steps am I going to take this year to grow in this and um, it's the habits the practical steps I think the question we have there how can I take practical steps to grow in this area what habits should I develop again what verses am I applying and so you want to somehow come back and tie it into God's Word as a source of, um, you know, instruction on the hows and a source of motivation on the whys. But here's, a, here's one thing I want to stop and take a look at this question here is Whatever area you want to change in, uh, one of the places you're going to have to start is with your thinking. So what's going on in your thinking that's going to have to change? Because if you try to change your actions and your thinking has not changed, you'll just get back to what you were originally thinking. You might have been thinking I could do this for a week or two and it's going to stop, you know. But um, this verse here, uh, you know, this is in the New Living Translation, but it's uh, Romans twelve two. You might write this down, but it says, Don't copy the, uh, the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. If you're going to get changed, one of the first practical steps you can take is identify what you currently think about this area of your life and identify where that needs to change. Um, you know, let God's Word transform you. Some of you, you know, the NIV says uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somehow, if, if there's going to be change, it's going to start with your thinking. And so you might just sit down in that area and go, okay, what, what do I think? And try to be honest and try to get down to the heart of the matter. Maybe you think in an area, yeah, I can do this for a week and then I'm done. That's what I've done every year. Or maybe you're thinking it's been so, Since I've seen victory in this area, I don't think it can change. Or whatever thinking you're going to have to combat, really, you're going to have to use God's Word as truth to combat lies that are currently in place. Because whatever area you're going to try to change, and you have some thinking, and maybe it's a, you know, you've gotten in a rut, and you need to break out of that by replacing your thinking with God's thinking. And there's a promise there, you know, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And uh, some of the things that we, you know, as it relates to that, you might realize the area that you want growth in. The first thing you might have to do is change the way you think about it. You might think, yeah, I'd like to grow in that, but it's not a big deal. And you might have to think, you know what, this is sin. I'm talking about changing something. I'm sinning against God. And I need to change my mind about that. It's not that it would be a good thing to change this. It would be a righteous thing compared to unrighteousness. Or, or maybe there's an attitude. or maybe there's. But you've got to start first with... Maybe repentance, a change of thinking, a change of the attitudes in your heart. And um, it's a good starting place. Another thing where you have to take the next step is um, maybe what do I need to stop doing? I want to start this new habit. I want to start this new pattern in my life, this new way of thinking. This new, But in order to start it, you might have to let go of something. You might have to stop something. Um, and the Scriptures are real clear that um that the two are often tied together. You know, I put down Ephesians, but there's many places you can find this pattern. Um, so I'll just read this in Ephesians uh, at 30, 31, 32. Um, but there's a pattern of stopping doing something so that you can start doing something else. It's not like God wants you to be this empty space. The table is clean. There's nothing going on, nothing bad, nothing good. It's just... You know, empty. That's not what God wants. He wants you to be doing good and Christ-like things going on in your heart and life. It says this um, Ephesians four thirty: Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. And then it goes on. Here's some ways we can grieve the Holy Spirit: get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. That's what you got to stop doing. Uh, and then here's what you got to start doing. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And so there's this pattern of what what are you going to have to stop doing in order to start doing this thing that you want to grow in? Um, another thing to think about is maybe related to our time. Uh, time management, stuff like that. We only have 24 hours in a day. And then this next year... You know, there's been a few laws that they tried to put into place that give us an extra hour each day. And those laws have not passed. I'm just joking. That's not happened. But you can't do it. You're not going to change how much time you have this year. You're not going to change one day as far as time goes. But what you can change is where your time goes every day. You want to memorize more scriptures? You want to spend more time in the Word? You know what's probably going to have to happen? You're going to have to let go of something. I was talking to Josh Whitney uh, last month uh, before Faith Walker. I was just asking him about his, his calendar and his schedule and how he does what he does. He has a really efficient uh, you know, daily schedule of things that he does and 40 hours of work that, you know, uh, that he does. And then he's full-time pastoring as well. And he's got a bunch of kids and all these different things. But it's, you know, he said one of the things he shared with me is that he read a study recently that says the average American watches 20 hours of television a week. And they go, wow, you know, and then some of us can go, I don't even have a TV, that's not me. And then he also said, and the average American also is spends 20 hours a week on the computer. So right there you're looking at roughly 40 hours of time that can go to the television or the computer. And if something's going to change... You know, let's just say, I take it for granted that our church is above average, okay? Let's, I, I just assume that. So say the average is 20 hours of this and 20 hours of that, cut it in half. Say we spend 10 hours on TV and 10 hours on the computer. That's still 20 hours a week that we might have to change how we use that to bring about something else and you know it's easy to go You know sometimes we can go well I don't watch TV and I don't use the computer and you know I can't believe people do it that much you know whatever but um, we all have things in our lives and you know them better than anyone else maybe it's not the computer maybe it's not maybe it's reading books maybe it's uh, who knows what it is but just take a look at your own life where do you spend 10, 20 hours a week that you could reallocate for something else maybe it's sleeping Maybe it's commuting. Maybe it's, you know, maybe there's ways you can save time and more effectively manage that same amount of time to do something else with it. Um, and each one of you is in a different seat, you know. And it's easy to go, well, I don't watch TV. And then we can go into like, well, I judge all the people that do. You know, maybe we spend less time this year judging people. I don't know. That might save us some time as well. Um, but what's going on in your life? What's that area you can cut out? Each one of us has got different time. You know, the Lord says, make the most of your time in Ephesians uh, 5 there. But what, what's gonna have to, what are you going to have to let go of to, to maybe get some of this change here? Um, uh, and then the next thing, what do I need to start doing? Okay, maybe I stop doing some things that I'm wasting time with. But what, do I, what are some habits? What are some re- routines I need to start doing? Um, let's see, maybe some practical things there. Uh us see... So, obviously, if you're going to be memorizing, you've got to start memorizing. Some of these things, are obviously, we need to start doing, but first we've got to kind of lay a foundation of freeing up the time or maybe the heart. You know, in some ways, uh, I, I was reminded of the analogy of uh, Steve Nelson shared at, at Faith Walkers. He talked about our heart sometimes can be like this uh, squid or this octopus that have all these tentacles. And, you know, it's kind of like it, uh, each, our heart has a tentacle wrapped around something here and something there. So we keep one tentacle Available for the things of God, and Jesus says, "Follow me." We try to, with that tentacle, reach out, take hold of Jesus, and follow Him. Except for the problem is, there's a whole bunch of other things our tentacles are attached to, and we got to start letting go of those things so that we can follow Christ like He wants us to this year. But um, so think about, you know, what areas. That, what I did, uh, you know, it was a real practical thing while He was teaching I was I, I drew a heart. And I drew this octopus looking creature with these tentacles as best I could. And I started putting what, what my tentacles might be around. You know, what are the things that take up my time, whether it's basketball or TV or different things? And, and I go, what does God want me to let go of so that I could follow him? And you might draw yourself, have a little fun if you're dueling right now. Draw an octopus with some tentacles. And draw some things that you know your heart might be attached to uh, that you might need to let go of. And, and then maybe, you know, we have to draw. What are some things we need to grab onto that maybe we haven't grabbed on? What are some things we need to start doing? Um, so, how about some just practical examples where, uh, when it comes to the word time? Uh, you know, more time in the word or memorizing or what are just some real daily practical steps we could start taking? <coughs> Stop sitting there and like worrying about what I should be doing stop worrying about what you should be doing and start doing what yeah stop doing that stop worrying and start moving forward on it for sure that's really good that's getting up an hour earlier, getting up an hour earlier. amen that's that's a that's a great thing that's one of the things on my list here as well is like I want to get more time, but it's not like I can put pause on the day and everybody else wait. I want an extra hour. Why don't you just stop? Kids stay in bed till 8 o'clock and uh, you know it's not going to happen like that. You need to take a step of getting up early, is another good thing. What are some other Christian I am going to get last year and then found out taking to life of it instead of driving. And like you mentioned, it to yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to maximize something like time you're using to, to maximize that better. You know, maybe that's adding uh, commute time where you don't have to drive or vice versa. You know, I think uh, I was talking to someone about, you know, uh, if they dropped the day that they commuted and they drove, they could actually save an hour or more in that one day from driving instead of, you know, where they could meet with someone or do something else. But, you know, maximize time. Try to figure out what that is. Um, some other things you guys think? Okay, memorizing, memorizing while you're doing. Memorizing while you're doing something. Memorizing while you're doing something else. M- multiply your time. You know, you're not going to have any more than 24 hours, but you can, in some instances, do two things at once. Some of you could drive and memorize, and some of you just keep driving on the road. Right? <laughs> um, that's uh, that's good. Um, you know, I think a, a, another practical one that has helped me ever since Spacewalkers was Dennis Clark throughout the idea of practicals, and he said what if you started every quiet time every time you sat down with your Bible you know he said pray something like this Lord please show me something in your word that I can do today to show you love show me something in your word this morning that I can do to show you love today man I tell you I've had some of the best quiet times i had yeah, all year, uh, yeah, all year so far. Um, this this year, just in the last week or two, but um, no. Ever since I started trying to apply that, it's just a daily routine. I sat down with my Bible and I just feel like I've read these things before, but there's I'm having to narrow down. Okay, pick one thought, one person. You can't do all seven of these today, or you can't even write them all down. You've got to get moving here. But that's a real practical thing. Lord, show me something from Your Word that I could do today to show You love. Uh, Again, back to a good motivation of showing God love. Um, So let's see here. Some other things. Um, What do I need to stop doing? What do I need to start doing? Let's look at this last section here for a second. Um, Dennis Clark talked about this as well. Having a result. What results are you aiming for? What's your goal? It's good to try to set some practical goals some tangible goals some of these it's hard to measure I was thinking about how can I at the end of the year go yeah I love God more this year than I did last year you know, I think there's ways you can measure it, but I think the goal is going to be to try to put down tangible ways of measuring that as best we can in these different areas. Maybe it's a certain number of verses a week or a certain number of verses by the end of the year. Maybe it's a certain number of quiet times per week that you actually sat still and heard something from the Lord. And you know, I think, as was shared before in the tie-down times, but a lot of times we can have quiet times, but the question is, did anything ever come out of that? You know, I think God's Word washed over me. I hope it was good. But what about you know, having a number of quiet times per week that you really felt like God connected with you, you connected with God, you responded to something in His Word today um, and try to measure that. I know we've done. um What are some other questions we have here? Do I have a promise to claim for this area? Maybe you have this goal, this thing you want to grow in, but do you have a promise that, hey, if you do this, if you obey this promise, here's the results you can expect. You might find a promise that uh, helps. You know, I think of Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of of men. You know, there was a promise that you would become a fisher of men if you followed Him. You know, but in some of these different areas we want to grow in, maybe a good promise that drives drives us to what the results could be. Um, What am I aiming for? Another question that we'll have to ask is just, do I have any accountability to help me... uh, to help me accomplish these goals. First, got to figure out the goal and then maybe get someone to help you in that. But we're going to be talking, uh, just even as pastors here. I think the next time we get, when we get Brad back from Hawaii here, um, We'll, uh, I think there's some things we want to talk about as a church on how do we go about accountability. You know, there's a, there's a hundred different ways to have accountability from one-on-one to a household to a life group, small group, house church. There's a lot of different ways to slice that, but we'd like to do it uh, together as a church in a way that's with unity. You know, because so if one person's doing accountability this way, which is good, another person's doing accountability this way, which is good, is great, until so you put it all together and you go, eh, there's some disunity created by doing it my own way. So we're going to try to think about ways to get better accountability but um, one of the things we have to realize with accountability as well is that it's not sometimes we can go I need an accountability partner and and like if you're not a good accountability partner I'm not going to grow and somehow we can take this burden of our growth and change and put it on someone else you know and we have to be careful of that really accountability partners just to ask you how you're doing and the things you said you wanted to do and and then to whip you afterwards if they're not going well you know Um, but no that's not the really How accountability works, but it's it's to encourage people to help each other uh, get to where they want to go. But ultimately, it comes down to you getting where you want to go, and they're asking how you're doing at that. And it's the burden is not on an accountability partner or a team or anything. The burden is on us, and there's just someone in flesh and blood that might help spur us on, or convict us, or encourage us, whatever is needed at the time. I guess. Um, But we're going to talk about ways to do accountability. Let's see. Another thing, you know, I'd like, I'd like to figure out ways that we could have a few goals as a church together. Um, Megan talked about she wants to do three three tracks a week that she passes out, you know, and um, I was wondering if there's a goal we can have as a church. Maybe it's just to have one track a week that we pass out. We get real crazy and we just go like, you know, maybe if you're walking out the door seven eleven, you throw it on the counter and you run, you know. But that's at least you get rid of one track a week and all of us could do that. Um, um, maybe there's something related to, to evangelism, something related to memorizing and, and accountability. and But we're going to try to do some brainstorming as pastors as well to come up with a, a united way to do that. On your own, you might have ideas and things you can do, but there might be some things we will... Um, you know, ask people to join us as pastors together to carry out. But, um, you know, Bill Young talked about this. Sometimes maybe you want to grow in evangelism and sharing your faith. He shared a practical for him that he came away with was, I need to put a couple tracks in my wallet. Um, And, you know, I thought the same thing he was sharing. He's like, you know, I used to carry them, but I don't have them in my wallet. And I I came away from faith walkers going, get track, put them in wallets. They're usually some place like in my uh, bag and a lot of times I'm not carrying my uh, you know, book bag around But I'll talk to someone, I'll have an opportunity to give them, and I'll be like, ah, does anyone have a trowel? I'll ask my wife, do you have one? I think I took all the ones she had in her purse. And so I've been without tracks for a while. But I decided I'll put a few in my wallet just in case. And just yesterday there was an opportunity. Some guy was coming out of McDonald's and he asked, hey, do you have any money? And uh, I said, well, no, I don't have any money. So he's like well I need to get some gas and I was like well I'll buy you some gas I've got a gas card um, but I don't have any money and so we went to the shell station a block away and I bought him some gas and while I was at it I had a tract in my wallet and I pulled it out and I gave it to him and um, one of the nice things about some of the tracts we have put the firehouse information on and so though I might not have a business card I can give him a tract and hey, here's our website go check this out and you know you can find out how you're going to heaven or how to go to heaven things like that but just having one on you do you carry? attract you have one that you could give to someone I just practically put a few in my wallet and I've got one down and two to go I need to add to my wallet another one here but we just need to have some little practical steps on and I don't know what that goal is There's three a week um, we can hone in on some of those. is one a week. That might be a really giant faith step. Things related to prayer. You know, how's your prayer life going? And some of the ways we can grow in these, uh, is asking God to help help us grow in these areas of change. You know, um, and prayer is something that we can grow. That is a practical step we can take. Maybe it's praying more times a week this year than you did last year. Or praying for five minutes more a day than you've normally done but there's ways to set goals that can help us grow in real practical ways here um, again I think it'd be neat to have one as a church of, of praying we have our prayer meeting on Sunday mornings here but uh, part of me is roughly I've seen some guys at other churches have different prayer meetings I know Omaha started doing a prayer meeting where they just say hey any, anyone who wants to we're going to take a day to fast and at the end of that day come out and, and they have a prayer and worship time and they pray from like 7pm to midnight and, and that's a pretty big deal. They're doing that once a month, and I think they're going to try doing that twice a month now. Um, but I just want to ask you, wherever you're at, are you open to maybe a little more prayer in your life as a whole? Um, I have some ideas to bounce off of Jeff and Brad here as well one of them is we've done 40 days of prayer I remember there was a faith Walkers so a couple of years back where we did 40 days of prayer where we met at different houses at 6am we came together to pray preceding faith walkers and God did some amazing things but I thought about what if we did a 40 days of prayer that's just uh, showing up at the end of the day at the warehouse like 9pm or something or near the close of the day and with whoever shows up we just pray for an hour and then finish painting after that or something. I don't know what the. But, you know, uh, would you be open to that? Would you pray about it? Would you consider a little more prayer as a group? Uh, would you consider a little more prayer personally in your own life? This is something I think would help accomplish the goal here. But, um, anyways, these are just four areas. I'd like you to, to take this handout with you, to think through them. If you didn't get all the answers right here and now, just to think through them. Um, your resolution and your reason for doing that and maybe if that reason needs to change you need to make sure it's tied into a motivation of loving God um, you know come up with that that reason that's God centered and then routines what are those routines we could do starting Monday starting or maybe starting when you get home today and then what are the results But. Uh, I think we're going to ask you questions about this again. Maybe it'll be in a, a house church meeting down the road. Maybe, I don't know if we'll talk about it in this, this next meeting this week. But um, I think it'll come up again. So I encourage you to have an answer for these so that when we go to have discussion, we go to set up accountability, you're ready to, um, to rock and roll with that. But, and we'll just close with prayer here and we'll get on with this, this new year. Lord Jesus, we do, um, we do just thank you for the plans that you have for us, the plans that you have in, in this coming year, Lord. And it is um, that we don't take anything for granted. We don't even know if we'll have it tomorrow. But, that um, we just want to seek you and uh, make plans, you know, in faith that you do want to grow each one of us this year. and You want to grow us as a church. As a, um, God, I just pray that each one of us would be growing. It's a healthy thing to grow, to become more like you. Um, otherwise, we're being stagnant or maybe even going backwards. But Lord, I just pray you would bring new growth into each one of our lives, that you would do it through your word, that you would do it through prayer. God, that you would do it through your spirit as well, um, working in us. And We just ask for your help. Help us to have a sensitivity to your agenda for this new year, even if it's different than, than maybe what we've been thinking. But um, Lord, we just tell you we love you. We love you um, just as a church. We love you. God, I pray that you would grow our heart for you as a church. Lord, that as a church we would love you more this year than ever before. Um, God, I pray that we would respond like the the church at Ephesus, that you spoke to them about their their first love. And um, God, I just pray that we would get back to our first love as a church um, and just doing everything you want us to do motivated by a love for you. And we just pray these things together. We ask for your grace together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming this morning and hope you catch your nets this week. Again, uh, the singles and the couples will be meeting at Jeff's and Grace's and then the students will be meeting here at the Regency to do some planning related to the campus. So I uh, will see you Wednesday. Ah,